Hey everyone, I am joined today by James Kelly, who has just won the men's pro race at the Birmingham High Rocks at the weekend. That is his debut in the sport. He's done a time of 59.53. Uh, he's one of the first ever people to break the 60-minute barrier on his debut in High Rocks, so he's going to be one to watch. So I wanted to get him on, uh, chat to him about, a bit more about his background, what his plans are for the sport, and basically introduce him to everyone. So uh, thanks for joining us, James. Thank you, mate. Thank you for um, the introduction. It's um, happy to be here. It's a bit of a, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm reluctant to say that I thought this was going to happen, to be honest. I was um, coming over for a couple of races just to see what was the hype was all about. But um, yeah, mate, it's good to, good to be here. Good. So uh, just for, for some background, so you're uh... You're from Australia, which people have probably worked out by now. So you you've come over to the UK for for a short stay, have you? Yeah, mate. Just just to clarify, I don't have an accent. You have an accent, <laughs> Um, mate. I've been in London for the last uh, three weeks now, and um, obviously it's very uh, very well known when I speak. I'm from Australia, from from Brisbane, um, which is sunny Queensland, and. Uh, Born and raised uh, Brisbane, um, and yeah, I've just come over for a couple of months actually. Um, just have been uh, following the High Rocks, um, I guess, sport now, as 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 it is uh, for quite some time, and obviously just wanted to uh, get stuck into a few of the races. Nice. Did you come over specifically for High Rocks, or is it just as part of that you're doing? Yeah, um, specifically for Hyrox, yep. But also um, I own a online training program, um, which is um, JK Hybrid Training. So it's very similar to, to very specific Hyrox uh, programming. Um, and it was just kind of like coming over here because of the theory of trying to, trying to um, create some traction for my business as well. Um and uh and you know it was more the fact why not more than why um and uh yeah and really enjoying my stay at the moment and um really looking forward to the next couple of weeks nice can you tell us tell us a bit about your, your sporting background what what you've been doing in the past yeah um well i got brought up playing every sport under the sun um, in Australia, you know, we, we go from the, the summer sports of cricket and, uh, and swimming to, um, the winter sports of running and some form of football. Um, mate, when I was growing up, when I was a, when I was a kid, I was playing three or four sports on, on one weekend. Um, I just loved it so much. Um, uh, growing up through high school, um, to be honest, I was never, I was never really, really good at anything. I was just, I was just a well-rounded sportsman, um, but never excelled at one, one sport. Um, however, I kind of got sucked into the the sport of running and the sport of cross country, and. Um, that's kind of what I fell in love with more, more than anything else. And it's not necessarily running. It was more the fact that my coach um, back in the day, his name was, um, 
Mr. Gun, um, Gunny, we used to call him. Um, he kind of had the philosophy of running was more about your heart and more about how much you wanted to to grit your teeth uh, more than anything else. And um, I guess moving on from that, that's what I got. That's what I fell in love with. The whole men- mentality around running mentally, um, grinding your teeth, working hard. Um, and ever since then, so, you know, finished school, um, got stuck into some marathon running um, at quite a young age, at 19, 20 years of age. Mate, never was that good. I just loved it. Um, I also played, um, I've also played a lot of Australian rules football, which um, I don't know if you know a lot about Aussie rules, but um, it's based around a lot of endurance running. Um, so that kind of went hand in hand as well, but, um, it's, it's funny because I've never, I've never actually been elite at anything (laughs) like never been actually even close to being professional at, at anything. So, um, this is, this is really new territory for me, but, um, um, yeah, it's, it's great so far. (laughs) I put a, I put a, a a thing up on Instagram a few weeks ago now saying like who do you think from the world of sport might do well in high rocks or really it was break the world record in high rocks but uh, Aussie rules players came up a few times actually like it's like that that, that combination of just endurance and, and strength uh, seems seems to be like something that they would be suited to high rocks you know mate and and I saw that um I saw that story of yours and I, I agree. And so um, this will obviously stem, stem towards or lead, lead in towards the type of training I do. Like I've, I've been playing um, Aussie rules for 10, 10 or so years now. And especially the last three years um, uh, I've been training as an Aussie rules player leading into the summer in Australia, which is now. So I've just come off a, I've just come off a long season of of Aussie Rules. And for those of you who don't know Aussie Rules, um, as you just said, you're you're running um, anywhere between ten to fifteen kilometers per game. But it's not just it's not just running; it's anaerobic threshold running to the point where you're. You're um, sprinting for 200 metres, then you're stopping, you're tackling, you're getting up, doing another 50-metre sprint, stopping, tackling, getting up. Got to, um, got to um, try to uh, uh, jump, squat, um, evade a tackle. So in relation to high rocks, um, it is very, very uh, specific towards what kind of we do because we run a kilometre, come in, do another form of fast movement, um, run a kilometre, come in, do another form of fast movement. So it's funny because I actually look back at my year that I've just had playing Aussie Rules and it was the best lead up into high rocks training. Yeah, yeah. And the, the other thing that stood out from what, from what you were just saying is like, your, your running coach from from back in the day, like who was more about the heart and the grit and like you know gritting it out for a race. Like 
that's that's perfect prep for a high rocks as well, isn't it? Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. I didn't like leading into the last uh, two months before coming over here for, for Birmingham. You know, I think a lot of people before a high rocks try to simulate the race as mm-hmm. much as possible, but my God, there's, you can't, like, you can't, you can't do it. I couldn't, I spoke to Christian, uh, the founder after the race. And I just told him, I'm just like, mate, how did, like, where did that come from? That, that the, the actual test itself, like it is the most, um, what's the word? Like he has thought about that test so much to the point where I've never experienced anything like it um, to the point where I even said to him, I think if he changed one station or flipped one station, it would be totally, totally different. Mm-hmm. The stations are there for a reason at that time. Um, so, yeah, it's it's it, it's funny because, you know, I've spoken to a lot of athletes since and, and you know, you're trying – replicate or, or simulate the race but you can't you really can't <laughs> no. i think it is like you appreciate that i don't think a lot of people do like that the the the, the thought and the design that went into the high rocks and you hear a lot of people say i'd oh, switch that out for that and this for that and but it would completely change it you know i, I don't think a lot of people appreciate just how well designed it is really yeah absolutely and and the thing is i i really appreciate it because of that's what I do for work. You know, I've, I've got athletes at home um, that are on my hybrid training program and a couple of them I'm really good, good mates with obviously. And, and they know how much of a nerd I am in relation to just, just trying to figure out the most grueling um, gritty workout that I can, um, that, that I can think of in a, in a smart way though. Mm-hmm. And, you know, leading on to that, like I've learned over time, I have learned over time that fitness and especially this type of fitness functional training is all about trial and error. Um, it's all about adapting uh, towards what what your body uh, needs as opposed to what is right or wrong. Um, and um, that's kind of what my my job is at the moment, which is great. I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. Nice. So, so you enjoyed it? You enjoyed the race, I assume? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I really did. And, like, be, I'll be honest with you, um, to the point where I'm itching for London November 19th already because it's it's one of those things. Um, spoke to one of the boys yesterday who's on my program. It's, it's the fear of the unknown before you do anything. Mm-hmm. And now that I've done one... Um, Let's just say, um, mate, I've just started. To be honest, I've really have. So that's the exciting part. What What surprised you about it, other than like just how grueling it was? Did anything surprise you about it? Well, well, first of all, in terms of like an event and thinking about it from a spectator point of view, a business point of view, um, an overall kind of really good weekend out. I couldn't believe how big it was. Like the way. The way that High Rocks um, uh, facilitated the weekend was was A+. Plus. I've been to a lot of fitness events over my time as well. And, mate, that was the best fitness event I've, I've ever been to. 
um, le- like logistically as well. Um, but in terms of um, the actual the actual event and the competition itself, um, I I really took for granted uh, to be completely honest and, and blunt. I really took for granted the the both sled movements mm-hmm. um, and. I guess that's that's the most exciting part for me as an athlete, looking at my splits and I'll be honest with you, comparing it to other elite athletes, um, I'm just so excited because my my sled push and sled sled pull weren't um, weren't deemed elite in my eyes at all, and I still got under sixty. So um, that surprised me how hard the sled you know what how hard the sled pull was mm-hmm. really surprised me i thought that pull was going to be a lot um a lot easier um apart from that uh mate just the, just the overall excitement and and community and and vibe of the whole day was unreal i've never experienced anything about it and i'll be honest with you i've i've heard wind of um of, you know, oh, could High Rocks be in the Olympics one day? Bloody oath it could because it really attracts, really attracts people, you know, it really attracts like a type of person that really wants to have a crack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you you went into the, the biggest one ever as well. Like, so the, so the atmosphere in Birmingham, like 4,600 athletes, that was as, as big as it gets, you Phenomenal. know. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah, it's a good good place to start. Um, yep. And you, you're certainly not the first person to be surprised by the sleds in high rocks like that. Those sleds and the the, the carpet right. and everything like that is is unique, isn't it? You know. Yeah, ab- absolutely, absolutely. We talked about like obviously Aussie rules was was good prep for high rocks, but had you been training specifically with doing high rocks in mind? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I probably well, I wasn't coming over here for um until about um, oh, six weeks ago, maybe. And, um, but I always kind of had, I always kind of had the inkling of coming over for a high rocks uh, before, um, I don't know, like at the end of this year, start of next year. So um, I've, I've been training hybrid, I call it hybrid style functional fitness for six or seven years, um, specifically high rocks, um, where, um, it, 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 it is involved with running, uh, probably the last six months. Um, and that's the thing about me as a, as a, well, as a coach, um, but as an athlete myself, I'm very, very, very specific. Um, so just an example, the way I operate is, um, you know, for, for me, the last six months training for a high rocks, um, I am trying to replicate the, uh, the biomechanics as much as possible. And I can elaborate on that. I only went for one run per week. Um, that is just a run, mm-hmm. right? Every other running that I did was in a workout because high rocks, you run a kilometer at a time. You never run more than a kilometer at a time. 
So what's the point of running a 40-minute run? Now, there are benefits of a 40-minute run. That's why I said um, I run once a week a pure a pure run. But um, I'm so specific. So the type of training I've been doing for High Rocks is, is running station, running station, running strength, running this, running that. I'm, I'm just all about trying to create your body to be so well adaptive, uh, adapted to the, the movement of the competition. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that I um, did high rocks before Birmingham. I, I never actually did the actual event, but it's more like being so specific towards like uh, running, doing something else, running, something barbell work running squat you know what i mean so mm-hmm. um i guess that gives you a bit of a a mindset of like how i how i operate as an athlete and 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 uh how i actually i operate as a coach as well aside from the running do you do much strength work in isolation are you you spending much time squatting deadlifting and and so on just purely doing that yeah i squat a squat, push, and deadlift once a week, um, and their variation of. So could be one week I do like heavy front squats, the next week I do heavy back squats. Um, the next week or the one week I do heavy barbell deadlifts, the next week I do heavy barbell RDLs. Um, but in terms of like um, – isolation specific strength um there's there's not much um you know i never jump in and do um curls and and tricep push downs or anything like that um because as i said my in in my opinion um i've got to be as specific as possible everything that i do and everything that i've done for the last six months i'll be honest before i start a session I am thinking why and 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 why am I doing this and is it in is it in correlation towards a specific movement of high rocks mm-hmm. um and that's why I hit my posterior train at least once a week I still squat once a week and I still push I still do a bench or a or a overhead press once a week now now that you've done one event and experienced it is there anything that you feel like you're going to change from your training that you've been doing like going forward? Are there any adjustments you're going to make maybe after you've looked at the data from your race and everything like that? Anything stand it, out? It's funny because like um, I said to you earlier, um, I think off, off air, I'm a, I'm a sucker for data. I'm a, I'm a um, analytical freak. Um, I love looking at numbers and, and, there's a part of me that could look at my result and go, oh, no, nah, I don't need to change much. But, mate, I'm not um, – you might not have heard of this. It might be an Aussie. Actually, you would have heard of this, actually. Mate, I'm not here to waste time. I'm not here for a haircut. I'm here to win in May at the World Championship. So if I want to do that um, – I need to get down to 56, 57 minutes. So there, there, there are some tweaks that 
I've already started for my for my training. Um, and you know, I'm I'm not afraid to I'm not afraid to talk about them. Um, there's specific sled stuff that I'm I've already started, and um, as I said, as soon as I can start thinking that I can get my two sled movements down a little bit, that's already uh, that's already a, a minute or so. Um, apart from that, um, funnily enough. Funnily enough, um, I I had to do a couple of things that I didn't think I would have to um, in in uh, in the actual competition. And two things: I thought the walking lunge was going to be a breeze in the park. I thought I would kind of just rep that out very very easily. I had to take four or five pretty substantial breaks. Um, and mate, I'm so excited that I had to, um, and, uh, training, sorry, training for the, um, I, I get excited by talking about this because like, yeah, I've just started, mate. Um, the farmers carry, mate. I, I, I had to dump the kettlebells at halfway and training. I, the, the 200 meters farmer carry walk was a breeze. And I had to, that would have cost me an extra, I'm going to say 20 seconds at least. So those two things, I'm just like far out. I'm excited because those two movements, I'm, I really want to, I really want to make sure that I'm, I'm better at come, yeah. come, come London even. Yeah. Yeah. There's like, it kind of comes back to what you're saying. Like you can't replicate the race. Like those are stations totally. six and seven. Like you might be able to bash out the lunges like fresh in the gym, but 50 or so minutes into a high rocks is a different kettle of fish, isn't it? Different kettle of fish, mate. Different kettle of fish, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, how often do you train? Are you training six, seven days a week? Yeah, I try. Oh, I, I train six days a week. Train six days a week. I alluded before, like, I've, I've been training specifically function, functional fitness for about six or seven years now. And, and, um, the best thing about that is I've learnt a lot about my own body and the best thing about that is um, I know my body so well, um, which means I know when I need to have a rest. I know when I need to or when I should be having a real hot crack. So um, I'm lucky enough that, um, I'm so in tune with my body that I can go, all right, today I'm going to full send it. Um, and then tomorrow I'm, I'm, I'm going to back it off a bit. So I, I don't follow the structure of four days on one day off or, or six days a week, one day off. Mm-hmm. It's just more about, um, really trying to understand my body and, and what it needs at the time. Um, and I did say before, like, that's all trial and error. Like, everything, my opinion, everything in fitness, health, nutrition is all about trial and error. Um, one, the, 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 the training methodology that works for me won't work for you. Um, and that's the, that's the hardest part about it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, 
How old are you, can I ask? How old do you think I am? Oh, man, you can't ask that. Come on. Yeah, come on. I would say... What, what's yourself? 25. Oh, really? I'll take that. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that. I'll wish up, mate. If I was 25, mate, I'd, I'd be... um. I'd be uh I'd be cheering. No, I'm I'm uh I'm 29. 29. Okay. So not far off. Um no, uh 25, mate. What was I doing at 25? I was I was still pretty still pretty fit back then. It's funny though, like it's only the last couple of years that I've really like actually my mum will laugh at this, that I've really kind of matured. Um, you know, I've always taken my fitness seriously and sports seriously, but I was very like unbalanced maybe at 25. That's probably the right term to use. But the last couple of years, I've really kind of zoned it in a bit more. Um, my priorities are different now. And um, and uh, right right here, right now, 29 years of age, my priority is to be the best athlete that I can be. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, something that a lot of people that, that follow me like to know is uh, I've done a call with Rich Ryan recently where we talked about just how fast some of these elite guys are, like over 5K, 10K, how much can they deadlift, that type of thing. Um, if you're happy to, can we get into some of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So if we talk about run times, then and we can use 5K, 10K, half marathon, do, do you know where you'd be roughly for those? Yeah, it's funny because um, right, right here, right now, I, I actually wouldn't know because, as I said before, I have not tested my 5K, 8K, uh, 10K or half marathon for, for years. But um, when, I used to, when I used to run um, a couple of years ago, a bit more competitively, I guess, um, my 5K time has not been less than 16.30. And I'm saying 16.30 because I've I watched uh, – Rich Ryan's podcast with you, and um, and uh, he said something like, um, the elite runners, you know, the elite high rocks, um, athletes should be getting in at at uh, at the most a sixteen thirty five k. The the only time I I remember cracking the seventeen minute mark for the five k is when I came last in a five k, um. In, in a 5k pro race i still remember it mate I, I thought i was in an absolute elite condition and i was uh i was put to shame i still remember it but um to answer that question 1640 i think was my best 5k yeah. um and just just going on from that the thing is though my best 10k is a 33 so Think about that, like from an athlete perspective, and we spoke about how analytical analytical we both are, data, my percentage or my um, my uh, 5K compared to my 10K is very, very similar patch. Yeah. You're not dropping off over a long time. I'm not. No. I'm not. To the point where my half marathon is very similar. My best half marathon is 115. Um, it, which is real in correlation to those. Actually, you know what? That does drop off a little bit, but it it is in correlation to those type of times. Yeah. Um, I have ran a I have ran two 
250 hour marathons. So um, that was back in 2015 and 16. So a couple of years ago now. Um, and for those of you who have done a marathon, um, it's that's a different beast compared to any other type of running event because as we all probably have heard, the marathon only starts at the 30, 35K mark, you know. So, um, but going back to kind of what would be my 5K time now? Well, the answer to that question is I have no idea mm-hmm. because the only type of running I've been doing for the past six months is anaerobic threshold running through Aussie rules and then also anaerobic threshold running uh, in relation to specific Hyrox workouts. So 1K at a time. And you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll tell the world this. There was no, no workout that I ever did in the last six months that I would run more than a kilometre at a time. What's the point? What's the point when you're going to do that um, anyway in the actual competition? So um, my workouts would be consisting of 400-metre repeats, 800-metre repeats. And I'll be honest with you, 800-metre repeats were was my staple um, because you can really try and push an 800 meter. Um, um, but my theory behind that is what's the point of, what's the point of running more than what you're going to do on the day? Um, because when you do that, your intensity drops. Something so, that really attracted me to high rocks personally, because like I didn't really like the long, slow plodding runs and, yeah. and, and to be able to like compete at that and train at, you know, those sort of distances and just do them again and again, like is, is much more attractive to me. You know? Correct. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And like, that's the thing though, because um, this is my type of training and this is my kind of view. I'm not saying it's right. It's kind of, I, I guess you can say it's works for me. Um, for my lead up into Birmingham. But, um, but yeah, so that kind of answers the question, I guess. Mm. I think it's probably as well one reason why we're starting to see faster times in the sport because people are training more specifically for high rocks as opposed yep. to coming from a, a running background and, and doing well. But as soon as you start to get a bit more specific in the sport, then, then times are going to get faster, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. All right. Yep. So, so that's kind of like the running that we've talked about on a, on a strength side, like we could use deadlifts or squats or, or whatever you want really is it an indicator. Like what, what, what might you deadlift or squat for one or three reps? Do you know? Yeah. Like again, um, um, I did test my three RM of my deadlift and, 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 and back squat. My deadlift is about 175. So it's in, in relation to other athletes, um, that are doing that, the, that are in the professional sporting arena, it's not that heavy. Um, and then back squat, mate, I, I only back squat 150 kilos and I bench press 135. So it's, it's, it's interesting because, um, from a specific, um, strength standpoint, um, I'm not as strong as, as, as I probably should be, but 
again, it, it's to do with what I train. It's to do with how I train and it's to do with how I, I've trained over time. Um, I've never really specifically done a strength um, period or, or been on a – sorry, I should say I've never really been on a strength block at all. Um, I do strength. I, I, I do proper strength um, workouts throughout the week or, 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 or pe- periodized strength, but not, not a strength block. Um, and to be honest, that's directly because I love the feeling of feeling fit more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I think there's, you know, me and Rich talked about this a bit, but you've got to be strong enough in high rocks, but I don't think the strength requirements are, are crazy. You know, bingo. I, I really liked how Rich said that because you've got to be strong enough, full stop, period. Um, you've got to be fit. You've got to be fit. Um, and you, yeah. And, and, and being like, what, like, I'll throw you the question what's, what's the difference between, um, having a 150 kilogram back squat compared to a 180 kilogram back squat. And is that extra 30 kilogram of strength actually going to help you win a high rocks? I don't know, but I don't think so. No, possibly not. Like, again, like if, if the 150 leaves you strong enough to move those sleds, then, then it should be enough. You know, I, I guess you could question how, um, how fatigued that leaves you afterwards then and whether it compromises your running more. Um, yeah. But at the same time, like if you've if you've spent less time working on that squat, those extra 30 kilograms on your squat and more time on your running, that's probably beneficial in, in high rocks. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. And it's funny though, like, as and this is me being a stickler for um, biomechanics and, and coaching, Um um, I probably I probably lunged and used the sled more than I squatted because biomechanically that sled push you're loading up one one um, leg at a time you're not squat you're not using both your limbs to produce power so I did a lot of walking like um heavy barbell walking lunges um heavy um and heavy sled pushes um and that's just something that that's just looking at uh the biomechanics of a sled push and thinking to me to yourself well yeah you're only you're only using one leg at a time so what's the point of what's the point of squatting mm-hmm. yeah. mm. nice all right um we put out well, I put out on my Insta stories and then you shared it. If anyone's got any questions for you. Yeah. Um, and we've, we've gone through some of those already. I, I had a load from, from Australians. So I think, I think there's a lot from your friends oh. out there. Um, oh, so- no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, t- t- Tom B wanted to know what your favourite workout tune was. <laughs> workout tune. Um, look, I'm... I'm a bit of a stickler for um or not, no I I do love a bit of I do love I do love a bit of Bieber I I get <laughs> sometimes I get sometimes I get into my zone where 
I get really emotional working out and I love it. And Viva, Viva, Viva does that to me. So I'd probably say a couple of his, uh, his tunes actually. Okay. You're, you're losing credibility. You've, you've yeah, I know, 60 minutes. But, <laughs> I know I am, but, but that's the truth, mate. That's the truth. All right. All right. Uh, Butch Ringwood wants to know if you're, if, your brother-in-law was the inspiration to break 60 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I'm going to tell Butch, Butch uh, Ringwood that um, my, I don't have a brother and I don't have a brother-in-law yet, but I'm waiting. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm waiting. <laughs> All right. Uh, Thanks, man. Georgie says you've you got a thing for Quest bars with peanut butter. Have you? Is that right, Georgie? Oh, is that right? Um, Thank you for that, Georgie. Um, Georgie's my uh, girlfriend, actually, and she's ov- she's obviously she's back in Australia at the moment, and um, I do. So uh, the Quest Bar is my the Quest Bar and peanut butter is my staple dessert at night, and I'm a I'm a I'm a, again a stickler for how you do it in the ratio of how much peanut butter and um, I've uh, I've got I've been FaceTiming her at night when she's been having it at home and she does it wrong. She does it totally wrong. <laughs> and um I get very irritated because I'm the only one that makes them right. And um but yes, no, um Quest Bar and Peanut Butter and um actually have, do you guys I don't think you have Quest Bars over here, do you? I don't know. I, I know we I was thinking about it when I when I saw that question. I know I used to have them about like 15 years ago, I remember I had, I had them, but I've, I can't say I've seen them since, to be fair. My, I mean, I don't really have the protein bars anymore, so I don't look for them, but I don't think we do. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't find them. They are my go-to. They are my go-to. So Georgie's actually coming over um, in a week's time for for two weeks with me, and I've told her that she has to bring a couple over because right. I'm... Yeah. Uh, I'm missing them. I know we have grenade protein bars. I think grenades. Yeah, yeah, grenades are good as well. Yeah, grenades right. are good as What's well. What's your yeah, flavour yeah. of choice with the Quest ones, in case people want to know? Cookies and cream, mate, all the way. Cookies and cream. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and then your sister said, "You got to show us the dance that you used to do as a kid, <laughs> which you still do before your workouts." <laughs> oh, mate, I. <laughs> That's um, that's not gonna happen. Let's just say <laughs> maybe. Now I'll tell the world this: the only, the only way that, <laughs> the only way that, um, people will be able to see that dance is if I win the world championship in May. All right, deal. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's um, what's your plan for for more races this year? You do you're doing you're not you're not gonna do Amsterdam this weekend, though. No, no. Um, I was thinking about it, um, but again, I've got to I've got to listen to my body, and that's what I'm doing. Um, I, you know, there, there's a part of me that got so excited about the weekend just gone that all all I want to do is race, and all I want to do is um, compete. But um, if I if I'm being smart. Um, I don't want to blow myself up. Um, so to answer your question, um, I was going to go over and do Essen, um, but 
I've decided not to essence the week before London. Uh, um, but so long story short, the only other race I've got uh, I've committed to is the London one in on November nineteenth. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. And then would you plan if you're in the elite fifteen? Would you plan to do uh, Maastricht, which I think is towards the end of January, the European Championships? Would you Would you plan to be there for that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm heading home. Um in november just after the just after the, the london race but um i would love to set my eyes for the european championship race um leading into that um that world championship race yeah okay so um but it's one of those things right here right now i'm i'm sticking to my um i'm i'm so dialed in towards getting my time of 59 53 down to down a couple of minutes and that's all i care about for london come november 19th yeah sure all right nice all right well thank you you, so you do you do online training do you want to tell people a little bit about that where to find you and so on yeah so um jk underscore hybrid training on instagram is probably where where to go um and it's hybrid hybrid training um very uh high rock specific training as well um you know you you're doing a lot of um you're doing a lot of conditioning uh aerobic work that that has strength principles as a backbone um that's probably the way to that's probably the way to, uh, I guess, um, I guess, uh, talk about what hybrid training is. Um, it it's all personalised though. So if you jumped on, mate, um, and your goal was to do this before April, then um, that's what I'd be programming for. And if someone else jumped on and wanted six weeks with me, um, then um, I'd be targeting that. So it's all personalised. Um, and uh, you'll be able to check that out on, or there's a link on my on my bio for that as well. So um, I'd love to get a couple more Hyrox athletes as well. Okay, all right, excellent. Anything else you want to add before we finish up? No, mate. Just uh, yeah, just well. Thanks for having me, and um, it's it's been it's been a great introduction to the Hyrox world, and. Um, yeah, I'm just so excited, so excited, and I guess I'm I'm very keen to keep keep the ball rolling. Well, thank you. We're we're excited to see what you can do as well. Sixty minutes in your first race, that's that's nice, man. So excited thanks, to see what mate. you can do. Appreciate it. All right, thanks. Take care, everyone. See ya. See you, mate.